and I will liberate all women to be old in America because the highest manifestation of wisdom, Hagia Sophia, is old and a woman. Welcome to the Creatively Engaging, a podcast that will take you on a journey listening to the fresh perspectives from individuals involved in creative projects that are changing the way we view and experience aging in our communities. I'm your host, Bruce Devereaux, and today on the show, my guest is Maria, who will take us on a creatively engaging poetic journey. Born in Vancouver on October 24th, 1926, Maria was the daughter of parents from Croatia. She was a Vancouver-based poet who earned a master's degree in English and creative writing from UBC. She then taught in the English department at UBC from 1962 to 1993. In one of Maria's books, her principal thematic concerns are lost and healing, for which she prescribes equal doses of nature and verbal music. One afternoon when Marie and I were having a discussion about uh, the Japanese concept of wabi-sabi or the, the beauty of the imperfect, it led to discussion and the reading of her poem, The Patience Tree. And it is about the beauty of things that are old and imperfect, as you put it. <laughs> And also the mysterious power, the spiritual power that promotes you, that inspires poetry. As a matter of fact, I have to find it. 89. Get with it. Here it is. 89, the patience tree. Under the bent green tree, I sit to dream. It is my own, this crippled, aged tree. The gardener pleads, remove the tree. See the dry leaves, how they curl in comfortless disease. But I say, it is an old and patient tree. In every spring, it comfort brings. In autumn ripeness, blemish fruit from knotted branch falls heavily. Along its base, the ivory creeps. In a winter's grief, chill arms reach my birdcage heart in broken speech. And the round-eyed moon moves through the deep black of startled stems, blessed with light as the poet blessed the orient-rich immortal wheat. Nor does it know as the white wind blows from whence that frozen breathing comes or where it goes. Blown bare of leaves, the spare boughs raise, speak silent praise, praise silence endlessly. Since the 1970s, Maria was a passionate to say the least, advocate of Canadian culture and national autonomy, something that I would experience 
during many of the conversations that we would have. Maria retired in West Vancouver, then later moved to Gibson's on the Sunshine Coast of British Columbia. Maria was pretty clear on this. My work is strongly influenced by my Slavic background, which in no way dilutes, but rather reinforces my sense of Canada. Here we are. Point no point. Sitting at the table, very old, thin gray hair braided, wound about the head, a coronet celebrating longevity. Beyond the strait, Juan de Fuca gleams like a polished Spanish knife. Sallow leaves in copper jugs, blue and white china cups. The old woman cuts the stems of green grapes with silver scissors. We drink tea, pour cream from pewter, eat cinnamon buns. On the wall, steel engravings, a Tudor woman, face very plain, antique furniture richly inlaid. The cinnamon buns, toasted russet brown, the same rich shade as the folds of the Tudor gown. The eyes move, the eye moves past the patina of furniture to the patina of God. The old woman rubbed clean, clear as grace, the burnished sea beyond the great greening foliage of island trees, arbutus, cedar, scrubbed oak. Green grapes, green trees, sallow, tenacious faltering hands offering tea and cakes, pushing back death and wilderness. That is a good poem. I'd forgotten about it. We were in a tea shop, you know, just down in Sook. And I, that's where Point No Point is, I think, in Sook. And, you know, it was so English. Well, it's Vancouver Island English. It's a very special thing, you know, that Vancouver Island has. There's this woman in there. It's also ah, absolutely perfect in its way, you know. Old and everything, things are slightly cracked, and you know. <laughs> and, and then there's the wand of Fuca behind you, you know. Oh, it's that stunning, stunning. And she was pushing, I mean, our early pioneers, that's what they did. They pushed back wilderness. George Woodcock wrote in BC Book World Maria sees human destiny in modified elegiac terms. The disasters seem inevitable, but perhaps they can be averted. But only if man can learn from the past, which is perhaps the most difficult feat of all. According to the Canadian Encyclopedia, poetry like the poem In Praise of Older Women, 1976, reflect an increasingly politicized perspective. While remaining ardently political, her later volumes are more contemplative and feature her characteristic merging of images drawn from the natural world, classical icons, and ancient liturgy. 
In your fantastic poem in praise of older women, I was just wondering what inspired that piece of poetry, Maria? What inspired it? A Polish poet, a refugee Polish poet came to the university and gave a poetry reading. And one of his lines, he was talking about the horrors of war and how he hated soldiers and politicians. And he said, yeah, I prefer old women. And that inspired this into this album. Yes, of course. Yes, Tadeusz Rosevitz, I too prefer old women. They bend over graves with flowers. They wash the limbs of the dead. They count the beads of their rosaries. They commit no murders. They give advice or tell fortunes. They endure. In Poland, in Russia, in Asia, in the Balkans, I see them shawled, kerchiefed, bent back, work wrinkled. But Tadeus, have you been to America? Where we have no old women, no starababas, no haggard madonnas. Everyone today is young in America, especially the women with coif blue hair which gleams like the steel of jets in the daytime sky. Smooth-skinned at 60, second abuse at 50, renaissance, they never go old in America. And we have in America literate, sexually liberated women who wouldn't touch a corpse, who confuse lechery with love, not out of viciousness, but boringly, out of confusion, neuroses, identity crises. Today, as I go to the cemetery with my mother, one of us stoically old, the other aging, and I tell you today, as I will grow old in America, I will have no second debut, I will raise my son on old battles, Kosovo, Neretva, Thermopylae, Stalingrad, and Britain, and I will wrinkle adamantly in America. I will put salt in the soup, and I will offer bread and wine to my friends, and I will stubbornly praise old women until their thin, taut skins glow like icons ascending on escalators like Buddhas descending in subways. And I will liberate all women to be old in America because the highest manifestation of wisdom, Hagia Sophia, is old and a woman. Beautiful, Maria. How does the creative process unfold for you for a poem such as that? It is a great poem, I must say. I don't know where these things come from, you know, but there it came, you know. It's a most mysterious process, you know, because a line comes into your head, you put it down, and you just pray to God another one will follow, and it does, and you keep on going. And then sometimes you have to stop and look at it and say, is it coherent, you know? <laughs> When, it, when, it's, when it's working, it's absolutely fabulous, as we say it really is. On July 5th, 2013, Maria died at the age of 86. Her seven volumes of poetry combine an interest in Canadian nationalism with intensely personal images and frequent use of religious themes. 
The book Visible Living, 2006, was a tribute to her life's work. And Maria will be remembered by her colleagues as a courageous Canadian poet. Those of us who had a chance to know Maria and work with Maria throughout the years on the Sunshine Coast definitely missed her ability to fill a room with passion, conversation, and always poetry. Poetry. 